was a big weekend for the Kamloops Blazers. They played three games over the last four days, going 3-0 in that span. Here now to help break it all down is Blazers play-by-play man, John Keane. John, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Jess. Good to uh, be back on with you here to recap another... Oh, it was a good weekend. It was a, a weekend this team definitely needed. Well, let's start with uh, what I believe to be the, the story of the weekend, and that is the rookie Logan Stankoven. Seven goals, uh, ten points over the course of the three games, including that four-goal game on Saturday. So let's just start there. What can you say about this young phenom here who's really turning up his game here in the second half? Yeah, crazy stretch for him, and, and that was uh, that was a special night. It, it might be one of those, where were you when Logan Stankoven scored four goals uh, as a 16-year-old type stories here, and um, yeah, it, it was incredible. I mean, and and the the team needs you know depth like this uh, to come through, especially when that top line maybe isn't going like it should. So um, he he just has a nose for the net. He has a knack for it. His goal. Uh, started the comeback, kind of gave a spark in that game Saturday. There wasn't a lot going on in that game Saturday for the home team until he scored, and you know they were able to really uh, rally from there. And uh, it was a special night with with the families in town uh, for for the Blazers uh, family weekend, and uh, and Logan Stankoven put on a pretty good show. Yeah, can you maybe speak a little bit to that whole line as well? I mean, Stankoven, like like we mentioned, there uh, having a heck of a stretch run here, and um, you know definitely seems to be improving on almost a weekly basis now. Um, that he's, uh, you know, been a regular here in this Blazer lineup. But then, uh, you know, Kyle Sopatek has also seemed to, to pick things up a little bit here since, uh, you know, he was injured, um, you know, around, what, late November, early December, he was out there. Um, so now that he's back, he seems to be hitting his stride. And then, of course, he got Semenov on that wing as well. So, I mean, can you just talk about that whole line? I guess they're really listed as the third line, but, uh, you know, they, they might be making a push to be considered part of the top six. Yeah, that that line actually, um, you know, midweek or midweekend had to be split up because Riley Appelt was was uh, on that line to start, but uh, has drawn that to be determined suspension. So uh, he didn't play uh, with that group yesterday, and they did put Seminoff uh, with uh, with Sopatik and Stankov. And here's the really cool thing for me, Jeff, and I I am a firm believer in the hockey gods here, uh, and, and I, I <laughs> call me crazy, but I think it's important. Kyrell Sopatik, if you look on Stankov's fourth goal Saturday night. Uh, there was a bunch of sticks in the mix, and it was on that side of the post there. In fact, Semenov stick was there, Stankoven, uh, Sopatik. It probably was Sopatik's goal. Like, I, I don't want to take anything away from from uh, from Stankoven, uh, because I think it was Sopatik's goal there. Um, and, and keep in mind, before that happened, he had not scored he had not scored since uh, November 9th. Okay, so what did he do? He does the good teammate thing, and he goes right to, to Logan in that little kind of that scrum after the goal, the celebration, to be like, yeah, no, your goal, your goal. Here's the guy who hasn't scored since November 9th, and he gives a kid a fourth goal when basically, you know, he's trying to slap, snap his own scoring slump. How do the hockey guys repay him? Well, the very next game here, he gets two goals and will probably get the hat-trick goal, the Schmeeman goal uh, in the second period, likely will be changed to Kyrell Sopatik, so he'll become uh, a hat-trick goal scorer for this hockey team. And I just think that's just a wonderful story there to uh, to have Kyrell snap out of it with uh, what will likely be three goals here when, uh, when it's officially changed. Yeah, that's some good hockey karma right there, right? 
Um, I want to go back to to uh, the Appelt uh, play there on Saturday as well, because um, yeah, you you had mentioned the hit and and a suspension to be determined. Uh, what what did you make of the hit first and foremost? We'll get to the reaction from the rest of the the line afterwards, but just the hit itself. I mean, it was um, pretty dangerous looking. It was happened uh, you know not too far from where I was sitting there on Saturday night. Uh, looked like a dangerous play. It was pretty bang bang, so it was uh, probably a little bit difficult for Appelt to even really try to to let up when when he was going in for the hit, but it was from behind. So what, what did you make of the hit? I mean, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it overly dirty, but it definitely wasn't clean. Yeah, okay. So there's a few factors in this hit, if you really look at it and break it down here, because there's a delayed penalty coming to the Victoria Royals, right? So once uh, the, the defender, in this case, Jacob Haroff, touched the puck, uh, maybe he was expecting the whistle. But the referee is right there as well. The referee actually gets out of the way to avoid contact, and and perhaps Haroff is thinking, I touched the puck here, play is over, but the referee, because he had to get out of the way, couldn't blow the play down right away, and Appelt goes and finishes his check uh, into Haroff, who, if you look at the video, Haroff knows he's coming. He kind of mm-hmm. takes a little peek over and sees, but uh, Appelt's a big boy. He still finishes that check. Okay. Yes, it's a major penalty, I think. Uh, in this day and age, that's a major penalty. So you have the major. You have what appears and sounds like an injury to Haroff as well. He didn't play uh, in yesterday's game. So you have a major, you have an injury, and you have, in this case, in Riley's case, a repeat offender. So that's three things the WHL will look at here when they're handing down their suspension. I don't want to speculate on a number, uh, but I'm thinking we're probably looking at five-plus for that hit uh, just based on the track record. But, but Riley's defense will be, look, play wasn't over yet, uh, didn't hear a whistle, uh, referee was uh, trying to avoid contact, and I think that might be factored in. Yeah, and it was also one of those plays where the uh, the, the guy who was being hit sort of turned at the very, very last second. Always something that yeah. uh, is an issue with these hits from behind where it's almost like who who has the onus to protect themselves? I mean, the, the guy making the hit has to let up when they see numbers, but you also don't want to be showing your numbers at the last second because it puts yourself in a vulnerable spot, which is always a, exactly. a tough position yeah. to really put the refs in. Um, and yeah, like I said, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on just the reaction afterwards. I mean, um, I seem to be focusing a lot on Saturday night game but um there was another line brawl that occurred immediately following that hit and um i mean man can you just talk about the leadership of zane franklin i know we've talked about it a lot but just his reaction after the the, the whole incident took place uh he ended up getting in a real good tussle there right afterwards and then um you know after really i mean clearly winning that fight that he was involved in um you know was, was really taunting the uh, the royals bench afterwards a little bit too and uh, i don't know I, I just love this guy and, and what he brings to the the team in terms of energy and um you know the fact that he's he might be small but he's not willing to drop the gloves i mean just what can you say about franklin i mean he hasn't had a great stretch here when we're talking about points um i mean he's he's kind of fallen off when looking at the scoring lead but he's still getting it done in other ways yeah zane franklin <laughs> i mean uh the royals must have him as this gregarious larger than life figure right now because you know he finishes hard hits um you know he, he scraps he's the he's the uh top um you know point producer 
on this team, and yet he's the most willingness to get physical and, and drop the gloves. And yesterday, before the game, now, uh, Zane comes from a Cowboy family here. They're 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 an Alberta family that uh, has cattle and ranches. Uh, his get-up before the game yesterday, I don't know if you're on Instagram at all, but you can go to the Blazer Instagram account. He's walking into the rink. He has, like, a long trench coat on. He has, like, a cowboy hat. He's got the thick beard. He, he looks like, like the outlaw Josie Wells, you know? Like, he, <laughs> he rolls in full, you know, uh, full kind of costume almost, uh, you know, going paying homage to his to his uh, cowboy roots. And he just kind of has that. He's looking like he's headed to a, you know, showdown at the OK Corral. And I just love it. I mean, he's got so much character. Uh, and uh, this team feeds off of that, and you know he's had such an important stretch. And I think maybe he realizes, you know, Jeff, that maybe he isn't putting up the points, so he has to contribute in other ways right now. Yeah, no, it's just it's, he's just a real fun guy to watch play hockey, and uh, it looks like he's always having a real good time out there, whether he's scoring points or not. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a joy to, to, to watch. And uh, yeah, now that. Um, uh, Stankoven sort of been uh, looking at being the goal scorer or the go-to goal scorer for now. It allowed uh, Zane to kind of focus on some other things, but I'm sure he's going to get back on the scoring sheet here in no time. And um, I don't know if he can still make a push for that uh, WHL scoring lead. It's uh, definitely uh, switched hands a little bit here with uh, with uh, what's his name there from Spokane, really seeming to uh, run away with it uh, at this point. Yeah, uh, I don't have the stats here right in front Adam, of me. Yeah, Adam, Adam Beckman. Beckman. Yeah, 92 points, yeah. and uh, Zane Franklin now sitting there with 81. So 11 points back. It's going to be tough to make that up, but nonetheless, uh, just uh, awesome to see a player from Kamloops sitting that high in the scoring, and, and we'll continue to watch his run. Thanks so much for doing this, John. Uh, big week coming up here for the Blazers, Blazers too, with that 25th anniversary celebration, so uh, definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, lots going on this week, so uh, we'll be all over at their radio and out for sure. Right on. Well, thanks so much, John. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, that was uh, Blazers play-by-play announcer John Keane.